0: Uh, time now is nine minutes past three, and joining us is New Zealand Herald political reporter Jason Walls. Jason, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, and a happy Mother Day, Mother's Day to both of you, and to my mum, who's probably listening yeah. as well. Yeah, good <laughs> on can, you, you. can you happy Mother's Day, fathers? Oh, I, I think that's
0: I, I, we have Father's Day for that. Well, but I, I appreciate your kind I words. I think it's
2: a wish that neither of us have have ballsed it up. That's probably it, that, That's what it's in connection with. Tim. Yeah, yes, that's it. That. Good call. So first things first, Jason. I see <laughs> David Clark. He he's off the leash. He's been uh, let loose today. Uh, what was that all about?
1: Yeah, we did see him this um, this afternoon at the, the Beehive Theatre, sorry, this morning at the Beehive Theatre making an announcement about Pharmac funding. So basically what this was, was the since the world has basically gone into lockdown it's got a lot harder for countries to procure medicine. So at the moment Pharmac buys a ton of medicine to bring into New Zealand to distribute to the population. What we found out today was that it was getting really hard for them to do that and really expensive because the supply lines have been locked down. So the government's been given and more money to um, bring that medicine into New Zealand. Now, I specifically asked about COVID-19 because we have this um, COVID-19 um, vaccine that we're all waiting for. But basically what Clark told me was that if a vaccine comes along, the government will basically move heaven and earth to be able to get that to New Zealand. And he said it will do whatever it takes. So the funding today was more about getting medicine into New Zealand. And if there is a vaccine going ahead, basically what we now know is the government will spend whatever money that it has at its disposal... To make sure that Kiwis have that.
2: And I guess the implication being that whatever money they have to spend will not affect Pharmax budget.
1: No, no, exactly. Pharmax budget is now pushed beyond a billion dollars. So that's a lot of money to be able to buy medicine for, for Kiwis. So if they need an extra couple hundred million dollars to get this vaccine, you can bet your bottom dollar. Well, it is our bottom dollar because it's taxpayers money that they'll be bringing that through to us.
0: Very quick question. Was David Clark the health minister? Was he always going to be speaking today? He's kept a fairly low profile for obvious reasons. But was he always going to talk today?
1: Well, we only find out um, these things ahead of time by maybe about a day or so. So we did find out, um, um, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it, even it was Friday, that he was going to be talking to us. But, um, yeah, in terms of it wasn't a spare of the moment, he's here, come, run now, bring you a recorder sort of thing.
2: OK. So tomorrow, 4pm, there are going to be plenty of eyes on Parliament. Would you be at all surprised if we didn't enter Level 2 in some capacity? Because, it, well, the, the hints uh, seem to be, and the, and the briefings about what it looked like, seem to be leading us in that direction?
1: Well, if you look at all the evidence, it would certainly paint an optimistic optimistic picture of where New Zealand is heading in terms of the alert level. I mean, you've seen just today, there are only two new cases of COVID-19, and that follows a week where there has been really rock bottom levels of new cases. In fact, we had two days in a row where there were new cases. So that's looking incredibly optimistic. And then on the other hand, you had the likes of Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters, who's come out and said that he would like to see New Zealand move out of level three into level two as quickly as possible. And there's been a lot of pressure from the opposition. And this is, comes at a time when A lot of New Zealanders are really keen to get out of this lockdown situation. I know we're not in level four anymore, but for many people that are still working from home, yes, we can get KFC and we can go for longer walks. But at the end of the day, it still feels the same for a lot of people. So there will be a lot of disappointed faces if there is no movement tomorrow. But the prime minister has outlined that there are a number of different ways that it can go into level two. For example, it could be a staggered approach where there's different regions of the country or different parts of the economy to enter level two first
0: it might feel the same if you're not earning any money or you're earning a reduced income but if the sun is shining you're outside it it definitely looks different to me than level four just very quickly on grant robertson how big is this week for him
1: oh it's huge i mean you can't overstate the importance of this budget and the, the interesting thing is he's kind of tempered it a little bit and talked it down because he what he said to us the other day was that this is this week's budget is just going to be one of many announcements that the government makes about different funding. I mean, we still know that the government has got billions more dollars to spend on this COVID-19 response. We know that because they basically promised that New Zealand's unemployment rate isn't going to get to the levels that Treasury predicted that it would, because the government has billions more money in its pocket that it's being able to spend spend on this recovery. And we know that there's some sort of extension of a wage subsidy scheme, however that might look look to come as well so he is yeah. going to be dawning his traditional new budget tie but i think it's going to be a, it's going to be tinged with a lot of sadness this year because mm. although the government has been praised on having quite a good response to covid-19 economically there are still going to be thousands of people out of work and in fact those leaked, yeah. or those um released documents that we saw on f- friday yeah. showed that by september 300,000 people could be out of work by then
2: so uh, well speaking of the data dump which had been a big story over the over the weekend just give us a give us a, an idea of how big was that da- data dump and how many documents actually were there
1: well basically what happened is our uh, one of our chief reporters down here Saw the data come in, and it was split up into a number of categories. And each category there was just a a, a myriad of different documents, and within those documents was thousands of pages, and in that there were tens of thousands of words. So we basically got it on Friday afternoon, at the end of a a, a weekly news cycle, after we had talked to Grant Robertson, and basically the race was on. We we all got split up different documents per reporter, and you just go through it with a fine tooth comb.
2: Yeah. What was the reaction of the press gallery to that? Did did you guys have an instant feeling that you were somehow being sort of filibustered in some way. It reminded me of an episode of Yes Minister where if you want to, want to bamboozle a Minister, bury it at the, the most important bits at the bottom of a very large pile.
1: Well, there's theres two schools of thought on this. Number one is it's good that the government has been proactive and released this information. Um, they basically could have just held on to it and said, we'll we'll um, release it if you ask for it under OIA, which is basically very hard because you don't know what you're looking for because it's all secret. But they did unveil it all, which was good. Hmm. But there is this cynic in all of us that says, hang on a second, Friday afternoon after the minister's spoken, the prime minister is not going to be able to ask, be asked about it on Monday. And when it does get to Monday, all the questions are going to be about level two anyway so there was a little skepticism there but i think that most of our blood boiled when we did see that leaked memo that came out and said that basically hang on a sec the the memo said to ministers you've got the goodwill of the public just dismiss any questions because it doesn't matter okay we'll we'll get to the we'll get
0: to the memo in a moment just on the matter of what was dumped If it's stuff that the government wants to hide, then you do a big dump on a Friday afternoon after the last press conference. But from what I gather, there didn't seem to be stuff in there that's especially controversial, or is that not the right take? Is that not your take?
1: Well, there might be stuff in there that we haven't found yet. I mean, a lot of the things that we have found were sort of looking at, it, it showed a, an evolution of government planning. For example, we showed that there was a um, a proposal to give businesses a GST holiday that was shut down. Um, we found out how much the repatriation flights back to New Zealand would cost. Yeah. And we yeah. saw things, for example, the government rejected advice to make liquor stores an essential service. Mm. But there wasn't anything in there that we had found as of yet that yeah. were basically caused the prime minister for concern but as you said and as i said there, there was thousands of documents in there i mean we still could not yeah. yet to find it
2: well getting back to that memo that was leaked uh, to, which to me is a colossal embarrassment and uh, what is your sense were they being is, is this i think i saw um tracy watkins said that it was like a third term itis from a first term government with the level of arrogance what's your take on it
1: well, yeah, that's a, that's a perspective that I'm sure a lot of people would find sympathy with because it did sort of smack of arrogance a little bit. You've got this government that have been praised for doing such a good job and then you've got Jacinda Ardern the basically the queen of kindness out there talking about how important um, this sort of stuff is. And then for there to be a memo that says, oh, basically, New Zealanders think that we're, we're doing great. We don't have to be as transparent and front up with ministers on this. A lot of people would have the right to be pretty disappointed in that. And I think including a lot of um, journalists in the press gallery, to be honest.
2: Yeah.
0: Last question. Do we know who wrote the memo and do we have any suspects as to who leaked it?
1: I would be a pretty terrible reporter if I told you that, wouldn't I?
0: (laughs) What about the writing of it, at least?
1: (laughs) You'll be getting nothing out of me, I'm afraid.